Hi and welcome to the first Nordic Drones podcast, early spring 2008. This is our pilot podcast, so please bear with us as we explore the benefits of spreading news of the Swedish drone scene to the world. My name is Jan Winter. I'm a Swedish journalist and musician, and I will be presenting this pilot where we will tell you some about the Swedish bagpipe, an instrument that many of you might never have heard of. There will be other Swedish folk music as well, with and without drones, as we move along. One of our sponsors, Piping.se, is a growing community on the net, a forum with some 150 Scandinavian, mostly Swedish members, interested in drone music, mainly bagpipes, Swedish, Irish, Bulgarian, or really any bagpipe you can think of. There is a section for lovers of Irish music, and one especially for the Ilium pipes, but more about that later. Our other sponsor is the Swedish record company Tungang, who's released some 60 CDs during the last 15 years, all with Swedish folk music. At the end of the program, I'll play some of the recent releases. Let's go back now to this podcast's main theme, the Swedish bagpipe. Some weeks ago I visited Karlstad, a town in western Sweden, where a friend of mine, journalist-musician Rino Rotevatten, had organized a meeting for Swedish pipers. What could be more appropriate than flatting Swedish pipers Ole Jelmo and Stefan Ekedal, starting us up with an old, wild Swedish peasant dance, played on, yes, you guessed right, the Swedish bagpipes. Okay, I'm sitting here with Stefan and um, with Ulle, who just played. What did you play, Ulle? Played a polska after a man called Opigoc Lars. And I think that many people out in the world who have listened to bagpipes think that the sound you produced was quite exotic. What did you play on? Well, it's an, uh, a native um, instrument of Sweden. Uh, we don't know how long it has been played in Sweden, but for a long time, for certain. It's a um, pretty old, the type of bagpipe seems to be rather old in its construction, so to speak, so it's probably an old tradition, but we really don't know how old it is. Could you describe it for the listeners? Um, well, it is a bagpipe with a bag and, and a, a chanter which you play on, and drones, as most bagpipes have. In the Swedish case, it's one drone only, compared to the Scottish, for example, who have three drones over their shoulders, we have one. Um, it's um, a different kind of reeds than in the most famous bagpipes of the world, the Scottish and the Ilium pipes of Ireland, Ireland and so on. It's a single reeded bagpipe, so it's more closer related to the East European bagpipes than the West European. What's that, a single reed? Could you explain that? Um, it's a piece of 
It's a piece of um, a reed which you cut one, uh, cut a tongue out of. You slice one tongue out of a reed. Stefan, both of you have been playing the Swedish bagpipe for a long time. Stefan, how did you start? Um, <clears throat> I met a man uh, who played Swedish bagpipe, and I got very interested. So I asked him, "Where can I get one?" and I was told where to get one and got one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was in a period of my life when I uh, were um, I had uh, quite a lot of time, so I spent most of my days for a couple of months playing bagpipes. And uh, yes, that's how I started. And if I look at your bagpipe, it looks much more rugged than um, Ulle's variety. Uh, have you had it from? Is this your first and uh, still existing bagpipe? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, the bag is uh, new. Uh, um, I changed the bag once, but the the drone and chanter and so on, the wood details, they are the same. Can you tell us a little bit about the tune you played? I mean, you don't play Scottish or Irish tunes. You play Swedish tunes. What what kind of tune was this? It was a polska. It's a dance um, which is uh, in uh, free time and you uh, emphasize only the uh, first and third beat in the bar. And is it still danced? Yes, it's still danced in tradition. There are many different kinds of polskas. This is uh, from uh, the west of uh, County Dalarna in Sweden. And was this a real bagpipe tune? Was it played on bagpipes um, in the early days? Well, that we don't know for for sure. Uh, it's uh, in tradition after a fiddler, but uh, this fiddler was a neighbor to one of the famous bagpipers, so uh, it's not so hard. It's it's quite possible that it was played on the bagpipes too. Why don't you play another tune for us? Okay. Okay. Another Polska after his neighbor. Yeah, why not? You're a
so I moved into another room and I'm talking to Rina Rutebatten, who is one of the organizers of this bagpipe meet in Karlstad. Rina, tell me, why did you start this meeting for Swedish bagpipers? Well, uh, since many years there has been uh, a summer meeting for Swedish bagpipers and, and we spent the weekend together. And uh, actually, since I don't get to play very much on my own, I, I needed to have a, another meeting during the year, so I get an occasion to play. So um, I thought we should arrange something, and now we're doing this for the third year in a row. Uh, and there's all, also, I also got an ambition of, of spreading knowledge about the Swedish bagpipe. And uh, do Swedish people generally know anything about the Swedish bagpipe? I think that uh, folk musicians do know quite a lot about, at least they know that there is a, a Swedish bagpipe existing, but uh, people in general, uh, they sort of connect and associate to the, the, the Scottish bagpipes. So um, knowledge about the Swedish bagpipe is not very widely spread. So this is quite a project to spread the news, so to say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a part of it, I think, because um, it's... It's an old tradition and, and uh, we are sort of keeping it living and I would like to, to let it live on. And uh, if you want to find new bagpipers uh, that will follow, then, then you, have to, to, you have to let the music be heard. Someone must hear it. I'm sitting here with Stefan Kajat, who's playing along on his Ilium pipe. And Stefan, just tell us, what does an Ilium pipe do here in the middle of the dark woods of Sweden? Well, uh, I've played this instrument for about uh, 20 years now, 20 plus years. It is when I went to art school in the 80s, I uh, ran into a friend who's uh, uh, actually a one of the members of my class, and her boyfriend had an Ilian Pipes to sell, set of Ilian Pipes, the practice set, as we call it. Doesn't, didn't have the drones, just bellows, bag, and the chanter. And I'd already listened for about three or four years to Irish music, and I, I um, was intrigued by this instrument, and I wanted to give it a go. Uh, let me get this right. You're Swedish, you live in Sweden, but you play the Ilium Pipes and you've done it for 20 years. You must really like Irish music. I do, yes, but I don't practice enough, so I'm a bit, I'm a bit rusty at the moment. But uh, uh, since uh, there's um, been an incre increasing amount of uh, pipers gatherings here in Sweden in the last few years, I, um, I've been asked to bring the Ilium Pipe on, uh, on the, these occasions. And so, uh, so I do, even if the pipers gatherings are mainly geared toward the Swedish bagpipe. So what, what we heard now was an Irish tune, of course, but uh, do you ever play Swedish tunes on your alien pipe? Uh, not regularly, no, but uh, I've, I've given it the odd shot. <laughs> you told me once you've been to summer schools in Ireland to learn alien pipe. Tell me about it. Yes, it's uh, in connection with the Willie Clancy Summer School, which is uh, annually and has been for, um, I think it is 30 years now. That it is... Uh, um, in memory of the Ilian Piper storyteller, 
all-round musician Willie Clancy who came from there. And uh, when they have the festival, there's uh, apart from the sessions and recitals, there's also tuition. So you you go to workshops where you learn to play different traditional Irish mu music and musical instruments, and also how to make reeds for the Ilian pipes in some classes. So um, that's what. Uh, what I've been doing, I went there uh, four times I've been uh, over the years to the Winterly Clancy Summer School, or the Willy Week for short. So do you make your own reads now? Um, I wish I could say yes, but uh, <laughs> I'm a slow learner when it comes to these kind of, th uh, kind of things. And it's quite a problem in Sweden where the climate is pretty different from the British Isles or Ireland. How important would you say it is to go to a summer school or something like it to learn the Ilium pipes? I mean, could you sit in your room for 20 years and learn it? Or do you have to have this contact with Irish uh, Ilium pipe players and teachers? Well, it's certainly easier now with the internet and CDs that are readily avail avail available. But um, as an example, I can tell you that uh, I tried to learn, teach myself from, from uh, tutors printed tutors that I got and um, I picked up some bad habits that had to be relearned when I finally got to to the classes in Ireland so uh, I think that it's much much easier if you at an early stage get to find a piper, a practicing piper that is uh, soaked in the tradition and uh, willing to to teach you. How many people in Sweden do you think play the Ilium pipe? Well, I believe it's uh, around 10, 9, 10, 12 perhaps. Uh, there's nine that I know of. And uh, there have been some in the, in the past that have stopped playing. Are these people you meet on a regular basis or are you um, located in different parts of Sweden? Well, unfortunately, we're scattered all, all over the country, so I, I rarely ever meet any other I Irish pipers, which is a, p a pity, I think. But uh, the internet are certainly improving that situation so we get to communicate even if we don't actually meet and perhaps um, getting some Irish pipers gatherings going in this country will be easier from now on. Thank you Stefan.
right, Stefan Kayatz, first playing on his Ilium pipes during the bagpipe meeting in Karlstad some weeks ago, and then playing a Polska, a Polska after Eric Nilsson, together with his friends in the band Herr Arnes Penningar. Uh, the track was from a record released two years ago, then Ljusa Sjärnan, The Light Star. It's Christmas music, but it's really a good record if you want to get into Swedish and Scandinavian Christmas tradition and also if you want to hear these songs in a quite new manner and there are several tracks with drone instruments among them uh, the Swedish bagpipe of course Stefan Kajat and Herr Arnes Penningar So what is Tungong Records then? It's a small record company uh, which was started in the 80s by myself and my friend Perulf Almo. We started with books but went on with CDs. And we specialized in Swedish folk music and especially the music you can hear in the province of Uppland, north of Stockholm. And uh, of course, if you talk about Uppland, it's this uh, very unique Swedish folk music instrument, the nyckelharpa, the keyed fiddle, that is um, one of um, a very strange and unique instrument. It looks a little bit like a hurdy-gurdy, but it's not a hurdy-gurdy. There's no crank, there's no wheel, but you still have the keys and you play it with a bow. And um, this uh, instrument was played especially in Upland. And I'd like to play a tune f- for you from one of our early records. In fact, it's our first record released in 1992 um, with Ingvar in Lena Jörpland. Today, most people who play the nickel harpa play the modern uh, chromatic nickel harpa. But Ingvar and Lena, they play the old form, the old harpas from the 19th century. Uh, and in this case, they play what is called the silver bass harpa, the silver drone harp. And uh, it has a very special sound, especially if you listen to the drones. And um, it's very nice dancing to these old nickel harpas. So just to get your attention, has a nice dance tune, Polska after Treskewalsen. Thank you. 
Leonan Ingvar Jörpeland playing on the Silver Drone keyed fiddles. Now this show is nearing its end and next time we'll be listening to some new releases from Tungong Records and explore some of other Swedish drone instruments. Maybe I tell you more about the Swedish Hummel. Ever heard one? Anyhow, here's a lead. If you go back to the beginning of this podcast, it's the string instrument leading the melody in the intro music. Please write to us and tell us your thoughts on this podcast, nordicdrones.tongang.se. You can find the address on our podcast webpage. See the link in the podcast window. I'd like to sign off with a tune now from a CD released a few years back, The Excursion with Swedish folk fiddlers Kari Olsson and Hanna Tibell. They're playing a composition of their own called Något Something. Bye for now and thanks for listening in. <laughs>